0: This is Havel's Podcast, and I'm Ben Cunnington. Thanks so much for joining us. We are in the middle of a podcast series on motherhood. Havala's been having some conversations on motherhood with a few uh, friends of hers, and uh, last week she had on a good friend, Andy Andrew, from New York City, and today we have the honor of having our great friend, Lisa Bevere on and so um, in just a minute we're gonna jump right into that but we just love Lisa and her whole family really uh, John and all of her sons we've gotten to know over the last couple years and just really really love uh, just who they are and Lisa and just the things that they are uh, doing as a family uh, is just incredible and so uh, it's always an honor to get to have a chance to talk with Lisa and so um, we're gonna continue on. this is part two of our conversations on motherhood series. So um, yeah, get ready, enjoy and we will uh, see you at the end.
1: Okay, so today I'm really excited to be joined by my friend and I call her my Italian godmother. Uh, Lisa Bevere is on the podcast today. Oh, I'm <laughs> so happy to be with you. I'm really honored. I always love you We, Um, for those that are kind of new to the podcast, Lisa and I met, I would say, what was at least three years ago? Well, it was, it was at the first wonder. So I think it was almost three years ago. And basically somebody introduced us online on Instagram. I did the shameless. If anybody wants to introduce me to Lisa Revere, I'm available. And then Lisa (laughs) Turkers introduced us and then, uh, you called me. I think I I direct messaged you on Instagram and I was like, Hey, here's my phone number. Let's talk. And you're like, I didn't ask to talk to you. I panicked. I told my husband, I'm like, okay, what scriptures can I use on the phone? I don't even know how to. (laughs) That's (laughs) hilarious. I think we talked for, you know, 20, 25 minutes. You were on your way to um, some speaking event, on your way to the airport. And um, it was literally love at first sound. I mean, I just, (laughs) I just loved you. And really, you know, you can kind of fall in love with somebody initially, like be enamored. But we've done life together now for a couple of years, and to be honest, you're still one of my favorite people.
2: Oh, and we slept on a bus together. So <laughs> after that, if we still like
1: each other, that, that's really saying something. History <laughs> got lost together in Nashville. I mean, we had some moments. That's right. We were <laughs> locked out. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's right. And also getting to meet your your sons and then my boys. And, they love you. Oh, yes. together the four, Together, we both have four, four boys. I should say four men what? and four boys. And so there's eight of us. That's crazy. It's craziness. And I always was laughing. I was talking to somebody recently on a trip and said, every time I'm with Lisa, I just think if Lisa can make it and look that good, I'm fine. I'm gonna be fine. You're you're (laughs) so So sweet. (laughs) So today we're gonna talk a little bit about mothering. And you know, it's interesting. I think some of us, those that are authors and preachers, and we, you know, clearly have, we're kind of ministering with the gift that's on our lives. We also have, kids and we're mothers first and we're wives and we have like real lives. And so some of the stuff I want to ask is just really about you being a mom Lisa because you're a mom of four men. Does that surprise you that you have four men? You know what? It it does until
2: they sit on me or <laughs> I see them and I'm like you're <laughs> large. How did I ever birth you?
0: They're huge.
2: <laughs> and your baby is the biggest. That's the he is. that was survival. That was just survival. And I still I still remember. I mean I have I feel like I could I'm sitting in the front seat. of am driving my car. I've yeah. got I've got Addison in the in the passenger seat, and then two other boys. All you know, picking on the youngest one. And I look back <laughs> in the rearview mirror, and I just said, "Y'all better stop it, because he's going <laughs> to end up being bigger than all of you, and he's going to take it." And they're like mom, don't say that. No, he's not. And I'm like, yes, he is. <laughs> he is. Yes, he is. And it happened.
1: And I, it did yeah, <laughs> so happy it for is him. It's so funny because he's really big and he's, he's calm, but you yeah. really own the room. I mean, he's that big where he could really own whatever's <laughs> happening. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Okay. They're I'm going some fun, like I, rapid fire questions or whatever you want to call it. But how old were you when you first had your first child? I was 26. You were 26 and when you first found out you were pregnant, were you wanting to have a baby or was it a surprise?
2: No, you know, this is it. So I had this beautiful moment where I had this desire just open up in my heart where I thought I want to have a son and I woke up and walked out and there was like a, we had just moved into our very first house and there was like a moonlit night and we had a little overlook and I just said, you know, I just said, God, I really want a son. And, um, I got pregnant the very first time we tried to wow. have Addison and yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and so I, I was just thrilled with joy and uh, i was super excited and was on the last day working for a company, a, a pharmaceutical company that had a cosmetic line called um, Elizabeth Arden. And yeah. I had a dream the night before my last day that I was pregnant. And so I ran out, got a pregnancy test, called them and said, oh my gosh, today's my dad's day of work, but I just found out I was pregnant. And they said, it's $150 for you to have a baby, you're covered.
1: No, it was I like was, God it, knew. It was, yes, he was oh, like, you, you oh, better find right. out
2: today. It was crazy.
1: <laughs> that's right. I'd be like, hey, can I use your bathroom to pee on a stick to make sure I'm in your corporate office? <laughs> Thank you. I, <laughs> I was in Corpus Christi when I found out. It that was crazy. Amazing. So did like when you first found out, you obviously were excited, but who did you tell first? Um, well, the
2: people that had helped me pick up the pregnancy test, I know that's not cool, but they, they were the first, first, first people, people, I don't even remember the name of now. Were they friends (laughs) or like who? So I was actually calling on a store. So I had, um, I think I had five States and so I was calling, or no, I'm sorry, eight States. And so I was calling on one of my stores and the account coordinator for the store. We just, you know, she like, she got me a, uh, a stick to, to pee on and yeah. so I, she definitely knew and um, and then also I had been asking for chili every single day for lunch and so there was a British makeup artist and she said are you pregnant and I said Seriously. why would you say that And she's like you're craving chili you, you're having chili and um, so I, what, they, what? I would never think that why because it was a major the meat the meat the iron oh, the meat, yeah the yeah I always craved red meat for the beginning of my pregnancies
1: I, I would just be like a carnivore. It was terrifying, so. <laughs> Is that, they say that if you're having a girl, you crave citrus. I, and I don't know if that's true, but my sister was pregnant with her daughter. I mean, she could not have enough oranges or grapefruit or whatever. That was her go-to. And I, yeah. I couldn't do it. It was too much heartburn. from the. Yeah, very no, beginning. heartburn
2: was a very real thing oh, with, with my go. boys. Me too. <laughs> I thought it was like a joke thing, like oh, I have heartburn, just like somebody is saying it, like <laughs> like, and then I had it.
1: And I felt I mean, like I, I swallowed a cigar. Man. and I, I was like, I this is serious. It needs it's to be gross. in prayer lines. What's going I, on? I, know. I remember Googling like what's going to happen if the stomach acid is like it touched my esophagus too much, and is it going to affect my whole life? Because it was just so intense, and yeah. I had the seven pillows, and I had a body pillow, <laughs> polite. And we went to bed with all of us it was been body pillow philippe and then the seven pillows and then i would hilarious. take a double dose of Zant- zantac which what's like, that it's like a um oh anti-acid, anti-acid. yes so i would take this i go to costco and get the two pills and she always take like one when you're pregnant but i would take two and then i put my mylanta in the fridge I <laughs> oh, I'd take a swig of mylanta and then go to bed it was horrible I still remember I, it to this day. I ate Tums. I carried Tums yes. in my purse and I just chewed them like they were Starburst. It was like non-stop
2: Tums chewing. That was it. I
1: do. They have these new Tums that are like Mentos and they're, they're so, I got them. I thought, Oh, this will be interesting. And I had about, I couldn't help myself. I just started eating them non-stop. Oh, no. I told my husband, I go, don't ever buy this kind because I have no self control when it comes to these. I think it's, I think it's medicine. So I think I assume that this is fine, but no, not, not no. so good. Okay, it's so- not. Let me ask you, um, this is like kind of funny, but I'm curious, did you gain a lot of weight in your first pregnancy? Oh my gosh, no, I get, no. In my first one, I gained a lot of weight in all
2: my pregnancies. I believed in a minimum of a forty pound weight gain <laughs> for a good baby. so i, I uh, my lowest I did was thirty eight, and I was like, "Wow, that was really not that good.? Was you really? My, yeah, that was when we were poor. And then when I was well, I, we were actually poor with all my pregnancies, and then I, I was fifty two pounds with Alec you and that's because yeah oh no, no I have stretch marks that look like <laughs> I was clawed by a tiger I I ate ice cream every single night we were living in Orlando yes. it was so yes. hot I would do Breyers <laughs> coffee ice cream and that I would melt Ghirardelli chocolate with some kind of oil like uh, safflower yes. in a microwave yes. pour it on top of it and eat it my face was so fat that my license <laughs> expired at the end of June I thought Alec would come before it expired, and he didn't. I had to go in on June 31st. I was already like six days past my due date, and they were like, "Ma'am, we need you to turn your face to the side. We can't get your whole face in the picture." It was so fat, and I was I was in a bright orange gauze jumpsuit. Jumpsuit. I was in a. I looked like a pumpkin. I thought it was so cool because I had big earrings on. Right. and i also i also got a spiral perm to no. try to make my face you i know i yes i did to try to make my
1: face not look so fat lisa yeah, hysterical I did. no, no. Uh, so I, funny i gained so much weight that i would kept adding jewelry thinking that it was <laughs> and some of the time i would see like old photos of me preaching at like eight months pregnant i had earrings necklace Brace, it's like it looked like I was like some you know Italian woman just like
2: which we are which, which we, are. we are maybe against- maybe that's what it was but I don't <laughs> no, it no I had those earrings that would hang from your ears all the way down to almost your shoulder <laughs> your to try to take in my jawline because I had jowls when I was pregnant it was I, John oh, and God. I went on a, like a missions trip I know this doesn't sound like but we were in St. Martin it was a scary place we were staying yeah and um and he he said uh, you know, I'm not gonna rent a car. You need to walk. Is what he said to me. <laughs> he said, "I've never seen your butt this big. I was <laughs> so huge, I couldn't even and swim without turning over."
1: And stuff like when you start walking. I mean, I remember seeing these red patches where my arms rubbed and my legs <laughs> rubbed because you're just your body is just it's different. It's like. Wow.
2: No, I was I was huge. There's there was no cute pictures of me pregnant. <laughs> There's, no. none. There's none. My daughter-in-law was beautiful and radiant. I looked like a toad. I was just well, huge.
1: <laughs> well, you're making up for it now, let's be honest. No. I, I think that's encouraging because I think women need to know that you can be totally ugly pregnant and be totally normal <laughs> like <there's laughs> this whole I, idea of like the baseball you know i just carried a little baseball i didn't know you're pregnant from the rear end i mean i no, knew i was no. pregnant from my face from the get-go they were like yeah you're pregnant i waddled i waddled yes, <laughs> yes. it was embarrassing <laughs> so real okay so with you obviously craved chili was there anything else that you craved when you're pregnant uh well obviously ice cream too
2: so coffee oh, yeah. ice cream chili coffee The coffee yeah
1: amazing oh my god watering right now i
2: put some cinnamon on it too yeah it was really good i'm trying to think what else did i crave yeah we Um, used to we used to ice oh yeah pizza but john wouldn't let me have it he told me i needed to get my flesh under control (laughs) 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 he's hilarious (laughs) i think he he said that with alec he thought there was no coming back he He was like yeah. He was like, I, it's not going to happen this, this gonna time. It's, it's, it's not going to, it's not coming off Lisa. I know you well, think it is, but it's not, this is terrifying.
1: <laughs> well, you showed him. <laughs> I just. So, Did you find out what your boys, like, did you know you were having boys or girls? Did you always find the gender out? So with my first child, they didn't do that. So with Addison,
2: <clears throat> we had no idea. And so I really felt like he was a boy. And John really felt like he was a girl. And John was yeah. much more popular at, in our church circle. So at my baby shower, they gave me a bunch of girl stuff. And I remember I had gone two weeks over and I thought, well, you know what? He's not coming because I have a bunch of girl stuff. So I waddled out to the mall and returned everything, got like mint green and yellow so that, <laughs> yes, neutral. So, so that my baby could come <laughs> without shame. And so, uh, so, yeah, so when he was born a boy, I was... Not surprised, John was shocked. And then when, I ha- when they found out that Austin was a boy, I remember John saying, why, why can't you just get an agreement with me? And I'm like, wait a minute, this is all- not my fault. <laughs> he he yeah. regrets, he reg- <laughs> I know, he regrets, he regrets seeing <laughs> such things. But yeah, and then, and then Alec at that point, he was like, Alec, like, okay, I remember when I, when he thought I was pregnant with a girl, with uh, yeah. Austin, he wouldn't let me drink coffee. And he'd be like, you're not drinking coffee with my little girl. So then um, when I went to the doctor's office. He told him, she's trying to drink a cup of coffee. And they're like, she can have two cups. And he was like, so then when I found out it was a boy,
1: he was like, you can drink as much coffee as you want. I don't know if he thought it was going to make a little girl ugly. I don't know right. what. But... <laughs> That's so funny. That was his thing. He just assumed yeah. that was, oh, man. I tried to do a caffeine-free pregnancy my first one. And then somehow, it was like our my last trimester, we 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 went in and somebody had got me an iced tea, a black iced tea, and I took a sip of that, and that caffeine hit my head, and it was like my world cleared up, and I just thought, I, I eat caffeine. I mean, it was it was amazing, and we did. Well, I did caffeine all the way through.
2: I did not. I did not do caffeine on my first one because I hadn't discovered it yet. And then, <laughs> <Yes>. and <laughs> then when I had my second baby to survive the whole thing, I. I Started drinking drip coffee with breyers Coffee ice cream in it, and then I was like, This happens all day long. I love this. And oh my
1: gosh, I love that! I'm sure there are so many people that are listening to this, just dying because it's true. We all have that, and really, when you're pregnant, I try to tell girls this, but your taste buds are so true to you. I mean, what you hope it will taste like, it tastes better. I just remember, feeling <laughs> like, all my needs were being met with this bowl of ice cream, and we used to want, I used to want pot pies, like chicken pot pies. And there was, I know I don't know why but that's what I wanted and we had a um, claim jumper that was next near our house and we had Saturday night's church service and then three Sunday morning services and I would lead worship or do whatever during the services and Saturday night we could call it in and my husband I would be I'd be too ashamed to walk up you know go get <laughs> out so of the car and go get me a pot pie and I would eat it in the car on the way home and it just I mean it was I gained 40 pounds my first pregnancy too I was just yeah, all, so. I just,
2: I remember my doctor telling me, if you keep up at this rate, you're gonna
1: be, and <laughs> I said, you need to back off. <laughs> you just need to back off because I'm going to do it. So, I mean, Do you have any complications in your pregnancy? Um, you know,
2: the only one I had a complication with was Austin, and it was kind of scary. Um, and and this, I hope this doesn't freak people out. If it does, you can edit it. But um, when I was, we were youth pastors with Austin and we had a, a young girl who was involved in witchcraft in our in our youth group. And um, I always waited till, you know, as late as I could to announce a pregnancy. And so I think I was like 12 weeks pregnant when I announced it and uh, pa- the pastor announced, John announced it to our youth group and the pastor announced it to the church. And she called my house that Sunday night and she said, I hear you might be pregnant. And I said, no, I am pregnant. Cause I, I wow. really did not, you know, I could tell there was something not right. And she said, well, you never know, do you? And she hung up and, and I, at that moment, like s- sensed sense that she had tried to release a, a, a curse. And yep. so I prayed, I prayed in that moment and I was like, nope, this isn't happening. Well, I went to work the next day and I was helping John with his youth thing. Uh, yeah. youth program and i had pantyhose on and i remember my stomach was cramping and cramping and i thought maybe i shouldn't drink so much coffee and i went to the bathroom and how i had blood down to my knees
1: you did
2: i did and and i was like oh my gosh and so i very wow. quietly went and got john and i said we need to go to the doctors yep. and he was like why would we go to the do-? and i said we just don't tell anybody what's going on yep. just we yep. need to go and we were praying and on the way over there, um, he just said, Lisa, I don't know why I sense a witchcraft attack. And I said, well, and I told him, I said, wow. that's interesting. You're picking that's that concerning. up. Because, yeah, because right. I, told, I told him, I said, this particular person called yesterday. And so he prayed over me, broke the witchcraft attack. And um, what happened was we went to the doctors. They saw how much blood I had lost. They ran me into a back room the nurses. And, and somehow all the doctors went to lunch without anybody knowing that I was in there so no. what happened was an hour and a half later they come back and they could never find the source of the blood
1: they could and,
2: nope and they put me in bed rest right. for a I week but austin you know was was perfect and whole and and everything was great that so it was amazing. it was really scary it is scary. you know and, and and i think a lot of women you know i you know they fight the fact that you know and my doctor was really good he said now if you get up and go to the bathroom and you miscarry? that's not your fault or make make food you know fit your family or whatever he was like you you can't you know this is not your fault so he's yeah. like if this happened you know, and but i just you know i just to be honest with you i i read books to addison yeah. and and just prayed and and uh, read books to myself and had worship music going and
1: and uh, yeah.
2: after the weeks red rust i never had any more blood
1: isn't that interesting? I know, yeah, I mean, I, I remember my first pregnancy with the doctor, she said, she goes, don't take this wrong. She said, but we see women that have, you know, are on drugs and obviously addicted. And she said, even their babies at times can come out healthy. And she said, I, of course we'd never, ever, 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 ever want that to happen. But she was saying, you know, I just want you to know it's really hard to hurt your baby. And what she was doing again, I, we, she was talking to somebody who's very healthy, but she was saying, Ultimately, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Like God made your body to do this well, and so um, right, Yeah. Right. So she's just that, basically saying, like, yeah, you that's, can't break your put baby. you at ease. Yeah, right. because you start to panic, like every bump in the in the road. You know, every pothole. It's like drive slower. <laughs> like I don't want to hurt <laughs> the baby. And ultimately, you know, if you protect your baby and you do your best with your body, um, you know, there's not much control you have over that. So I'm sorry. I gotta interrupt this podcast for just a minute because I don't want you to miss out. Some of you are thinking, gosh, I'd really like some more training on being a mom. I mean, I just, I know that there are things I really wanna learn and I'm not sure I know everything I need to know. Well, no fear, we got you covered. We did a course called Moms of Men over at Truth Table. This course is a 12 week course on, well, raising men in this day and age, boys to love God, to serve God, and to just be healthy all the way around. Lisa Bevere and I sit at her kitchen table in Colorado and we talk through many different topics of identity and sexuality and confidence and, and discipline and structure and joy and, and play and all the things that are important in a in a child's life. So if that interests you, head on over to truththetable.com. And if you have a mom in your life that you think would love something like this, We put together a Mother's Day packet just for her. It includes my brand new book, Stronger Than the Struggle, and I'll even sign it. And we'll add, uh, well, we'll add a journal in there. And also we'll give the free, we'll give this course, Moms of Men, in it. So it's it's a packet called the Mother's Day packet. You can order it on Truth Table and send it to your mom for Mother's Day. All right, back to the podcast. Oh my gosh. Okay, so question. Uh, did your, any of your kids have any health issues or challenges or did they do pretty well?
2: Um, you know, only Addison had uh, a lot of ear infections, ear, ear, aches and ear problems. And I remember that was really scary as a young mom because I felt so like I couldn't fix it. I couldn't make it right. Totally. But, uh, and, and then, you know, I, I really was, you know, like, they were like, we're going to have to do tubes. And I, I was like, I don't want yeah. to have tubes. I don't want to have tubes. Not that there's anything wrong with it. So I said, can I have till Monday? And they said, sure. And so over the weekend, I started to think, wait, he has water in his ears. That's what he constantly has water. And sometimes it's infected and sometimes it's not. And I thought when I was a swimmer, I would get water in my ears. I'd get swimmer's ear. I'm gonna put rubbing alcohol in his ears. And over the weekend, doing the rubbing alcohol in his ears dried up completely. And when I went back Monday, the, the doctor was like, this is the first time I've seen this child in the last four months where he doesn't have fluid in his ears, oh. and I was like, I was like, well, I used Runnagol. <laughs> incredible. And she was I like, yeah, but the horrible thing was he'd already been through all of the antibiotics, and you know, and
1: so yes. he's my
2: only son that has a little bit of a tendency to have a, a, a little bit of a rundown immune system yes. because of all the because antibiotics when he
1: was young. Yeah, totally. It is amazing. I don't. I don't know if many people know about you, Lisa, but just being ready, you are. You are kind of a. Like, homopathic slash nurse slash fix it. Like, you're one of those that, you know, I can ask about anything, and you're like, have you tried this? And so I love that about you. I'm like, I don't know if you should have went in the medical field, but you definitely have a really good common sense about that stuff.
2: Thank you. Well, we had we had no insurance for a long time,
1: so I had to figure out what, <laughs> right. how to how do it the other ways, right? Okay. So let me ask you, what was your favorite part about being a mom? Or what's your favorite part? I should say.
2: You know, um, I just the just the whole wonder of the experience, the the privilege of this entrustment, and mm-hmm. I think the awareness of the love that you have for your kids creates such a huge awareness of the love that God has for you. I don't even know if I really understood the love of God until I actually had a child, where I would have killed, like I mean, had nightmares about somebody trying to hurt them or steal them or whatever, and how protective my, my mother heart was. And then to think that God was even more so and that he would even use a mother's heart to describe his affection for us, you know, like a, a lioness robbed of, like a mother bear, sorry, mother bear robbed of his cubs, like a lioness, yeah. I'll tear your heart out. He's talking about yeah. Israel. He's talking about his people. And, and I know I did feel that incredible love protection and it just translated very different to me. And, um, and having, having boys and, um, and just seeing that, you know, the, the patience of God with me, my children help. I know this sounds weird to have one, but my kids really helped grow me up.
1: Totally. There were
2: just things I would never have faced in my life if I hadn't had children.
1: I totally agree with that. I absolutely think that there's, it's really a place of laying your life down and, and really seeing yourself. I think that's the hardest part is that we actually see our weakness every single day as a mom. And you don't have to see that in any other areas as much.
2: Right. And I do think moms go to bed feeling bad about everything they did every single day. And here's the thing. I mean, I have amazing kids and I can be ridiculous. And so, um, they, 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 I love, it's kind of still true. Like what the, what the OBGYN said to you about your pregnancies, it's kind of still true. I mean, God is bigger and his grace is bigger. And John and I are not perfect parents in any way, shape, or form. We've done a lot of stupid stuff, but we are great apologizers. And so we have always tried to say, gosh, we really didn't do that right. That was, you know. I mean, my kids, every once in a while, well, bring up like, we never let them see any Disney movies or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. like, we did let them see some, but there were some we didn't. And they're like, remember how we couldn't see those? I'm like, yeah. But now that Addison has kids, he's like, yeah, I don't really want my kids to see I either. know.
1: And I I'm know. like, what? It's so true. I fought my parents on step until I became a parent. And then it's like, you know what? It's true. that like, They were particular on that. but. You're right. And I love that. I think apologizing is, is really key. I love how you said that because I think that that makes you really human and lets them know that you're still in process. And I, oh, I yeah, beautiful. absolutely.
2: Oh now talk about still in process. I have a puppy, which I should have learned not to do this. <gasps> yes. a puppy. She's freaking out. So I'm going to, while I'm on the phone with you, I'm, I'm worried she's going to pee in her crate. I'm going to go pick her up and take her outside. you're panting or yelling yelps, we'll know why. Yeah. If, if, you, if you hear me scream, don't, don't. It's because she peed on me or something. <laughs> Hi, honey. Oh. You're freaking out, aren't you? Yep, yep. You are freaking out. And you did pee. You did oh. pee. You're oh. so happy to see me. She always does like the obligatory, like, I submit to you Yes. Pee always uh, like, please don't. Please don't. The little leap. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now that brand new pad is going to have to be washed. Okay. <laughs> so, a I love motherhood so much.
1: I said, <laughs> I need a puppy. I need a puppy oh. too. Let me ask you, do you think it's easier being a mom or a dad? Can I even ask that?
2: Well, it's definitely easier for me to be a mom than a dad. But yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, I think, um, she's mad at me now. No. She's, um, I think you know, I think it's harder to be a mom, to be honest with you. I I do. I think that maybe there was a time period that it was easier. I'm not even sure about that. And I think moms to really end up stewarding their children's hearts a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's a difficult thing where I think there's, I don't know, there's, it's a, it's a, it's a tightrope, like men automatically get a lot of respect from their kids. Yeah. Moms have to kind of navigate this, nurture and respect situation which is sometimes very very different so I I don't know I think I think it's harder I I think that we feel things we carry our kids in our hearts yep and um I think that can be a beautiful thing but also a very challenging thing yeah so I know for me yeah I I think I mean I would never want to be anything but a mom but I don't think being a mom is easy
1: no, I would agree. No, that's a really good point. And we do carry our kids in our hearts. I love that. Okay, I have two last questions and then I'll let you go because I know you're, you're going to Denver. But my question is, what's the best piece of advice you could give someone who is about to have their first child?
2: Okay, relax. They have absolutely no idea you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Uh-oh, hold on. My puppy just pulled my thing out. Are you there? I'm <laughs> here, it. I love it. Okay, <laughs> she's really ticked off about Neither this. Okay. <laughs> She's, yeah. So um, yeah, your kids just don't know that you don't know what you're doing. And I think sometimes there's just so much advice and you just get really nervous that you're going to like touch the wrong cheek when you're nursing yes. the child and run yes. them and they're never going to bond. And and, and it, none of that really happens. It's really, I don't know why <laughs> they make it so difficult. A lot of it is is very natural. And I think it's really important to encourage moms to to tr- trust their intuition yeah. and trust their, their heart on some stuff. And, and they get older women around them to help them with some stuff because they shouldn't have to learn everything on their own. Now, you know, not somebody that's going to criticize them, but somebody's sure. like, hey, this is what I found. I found an older woman who had, you know, she's probably like 10 years older than me at the time, but she had kids that were so... Well behaved. I thought, oh my gosh, if I could have kids like, and her name was Sam, like Sam, then I would be so happy. And so I, I watched her kids. I watched how they talked to each other. I watched how they talked to her. I watched how they interacted with you know me as an, a, an adult. Sure. And I said, tell me, tell me your secret. And she said, I never say no twice. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. And she <laughs> said, she said, you you have to mean what you say. Say what you mean. And she said, it's just, you know, really, this is the, this is our discipline with our kids. And she was just so helpful with me. And she was wow. just like a no nonsense mom. And she, I just thought, oh, I want to, I want to do it like her. She's doing it right.
1: It's so. True. And yeah, like the person of hope. It's like, tell me, teach me, we to do it on our own. And I, you know, i not even with you, I ask you questions and like, what do I do about this? Or, you know, we, we kind of swap stories and all of that, but it's true. You can find somebody out there who's gone there before you. It's really what we miss by not living in a village (laughs) or living. No, it's true. Yeah. We miss that. And the constant comparison, Yeah, you know, because like, if you
2: don't feel like, Oh my gosh, nobody else is going through this. I'm the only person that is fighting these feelings. I'm the only person that wants to put the baby in the garage in the middle of the night because I can't (laughs) sleep. You know that, you know, if that's, if that's, If that's how you're feeling, then you're not going to, you're not going to ask somebody if you think everybody else has the perfect baby and, um, and their house is white or there's somebody I follow and everything is white. I'm like, how, how is that happening? Like, there's no way that everything could be white in my house. It's just not going to happen. So, but, but so I have to be like, okay, Lisa, you, you, she lives in a different world. She lives in a photo set. Just don't, don't even worry about it. You're, you're not that person. But I do think, I do think you just, I think, I do think the comparison thing causes a lot of people to not ask when they need to be able to ask,
1: you know? I do too, and it really comes down to, it's almost like nobody has the courage, until somebody has the courage to say, this is what it's like for me, and then everyone goes, me too! And you're always amazed that people react, but initially it's like nobody really wants to say that this is how hard it is, or, you know, often people will say to me, what, what's it like being a mom? And I'll say, it's glorious and it's horrible. And, and they kind of look at me like, are you really going to be honest like that? I said, yeah, because it is, it's, it is. Well, did you want me to answer you with a lie? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's both. And, and you could actually have the same, same feeling within the first 10 seconds of this is glorious and it's horrible. <laughs> the same the most this. encouraging and discouraging. <laughs> yes. you know, I, 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 I think, I think that
2: really, oops.
1: I keep unplugging you, Hannah. Hey, I'm so sorry. I love you. Well, I know I'm taking so, like, so much time from you, and but they I'm don't know it's not one of my puppy, but it wasn't. <laughs> well, we've had. I mean, they don't know we've already had a, another like 30 minute conversation before this because Lisa and I just my husband looks at me and says, "Are we actually going to do the podcast?" Oh my so, gosh, it's so Lisa, true. I'm So grateful. I love you. You are such an encouragement. And for those that are listening to this podcast and think, "Gosh." I'd like to hear more from Havila and Lisa. Um, you guys can actually go over to our Moms of Men course, and it's available both at Messenger International or at Truth The Table, and you can watch us. We have 12 sessions where we're, we actually take different types of topics like sexuality, or parenting, or discipline, or communication. And I actually went to Lisa's home, we sat at the table, and we just had some really good conversations. Mostly, I just listened to Lisa. Sharing. No, you had, so, <laughs> you had such great input. <laughs> Cause like when I was, when I
2: was doing it, We had to make it up. You like you are like actually now there's a book for that and there's (laughs) an there's an app for that. I'm like really how did I how did I not
1: have any of that? But no, you guys, that is very funnest
2: curriculum ever.
1: (laughs) It is. I love you, Lisa. I will. uh, We'll talk soon. But I just appreciate you being on the podcast today. Oh, I always will do it for you, Huffle. You're amazing (laughs) and Happy Mother's Day. Yes, yes. Here we go. (laughs) I love you. you. Have a great. Okay, you too. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye.
0: Well, that was a full and exciting and uh, fun and funny interview. Um, I, I love Lisa. I love her humor. And so anyways, thanks again, Lisa, for joining us. If you want to find out more about what Lisa's up to and um, where you can connect with her, go to lisabevere.com. Uh, she also just released a brand new book called Adamant, uh, Finding Truth in a... Universe of Opinions. Uh, it's an amazing, uh, really, really important book, and would really encourage you to check that out and pick that up and get it on Amazon or anywhere you buy books. And again, um, we always love staying connected with you. If you would love to leave us a review on this podcast, if you a uh, subscriber if you have been listening for a while we always appreciate hearing from you guys we always love reviews we read each and every one of them and um, again you can always find Havala on social media Instagram Facebook Twitter and uh, so yeah also uh, would love to connect with you in person if you are anywhere uh, that she'll be traveling over this uh, summertime Uh, we've got a few events coming up over the next few months. So check out her travel schedule on HavilahCunnington.com. That is all we have for today. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to have one more, uh, podcast, hopefully, um, on motherhood, uh, later this month, if not in the next week or so. So anyways, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. We'll catch you next time.